Hello, Bizarre Story friends. If you are listening right now, you are tuned in to the Bizarre AF, where we talk about the strange, the absurd, the unknown, and things that are bizarre as fuck. I am Kevin. I will be your host for today's episode. And as always, we ask that you keep an open mind, keep a skeptical ear, but keep listening to the facts as we take you on our newest journey. J-Rod and Element 115. I am so good. I'm so good. I didn't tell Alicia what today's episode was going to be, so she had no clue. No idea until you just said it. And now I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. I'm so ready. To, I, I've been wanting to talk about this. Me too. I, me too. I was going to do, uh, I think I told you, I was going to do an episode about murder. I think it's yes. time for some murder. Oh, wait. Murder. but um this just kept coming up and like when i was doing doing things and seeing notes and this just kept coming up and coming up and i've got to get this out of my brain oh my god i (laughs) i am so happy you're doing this because it's been in my brain too and i'm like i i'm like okay there's so much there's so much to talk about with this Another one we could just do episodes I mean, on. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean like talk about like talk about honestly one of the one of the first conspiracies or stories that I heard that I was like, wait, <laughs> there's something to this shit. Right. Yeah. I think that's why it keeps coming back into my brain because there's something with it. There's something with it. Oh my God. I am so excited for this fucking adventure we're going to go on. Uh, Yes, it is going to be an adventure. (laughs) So, uh, Groom Lake. Groom Lake. Okay. Pittman Station. Mm -hmm. Paradise Ranch. St. Elsewhere. Dreamland. St. Elsewhere. Okay, I've heard of that. You heard of these? Yeah. These are the many names given to Area 51. Shut up. Really? Yes. Oh my God. What was the dream one? Uh, Dreamland. Dreamland. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Groom Lake, Pitman Station, Paradise Ranch, St. Elsewhere, Dreamland. Okay. Dreamland sounds like sleep with, dream with the fishes kind of dreamland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. So I know we've talked about Area 51. It's kind of come up in our episodes in some form or fashion, especially when you start talking about government, conspiracies, aliens. But we're going to. We're going to dive into it more today, and it's going to be less about Area 51 specifically, although we do talk about it, but more about what's inside of it, and specifically around J-Rod and Element 115. Mm. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I'm on the edge of my seat. All right. So uh, if... For those of you who live under a rock, Area 51 is a remote base located in the desert of Nevada. Um, From a distance, it looks like any other air base in the world. It is, however, one of the most heavily guarded bases in the world. In fact, they still have kill on site orders for this for trespassers. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, 
And this base has been confirmed by many people um, they used to investigate alien technology and spacecraft that have been recovered through various incidents like the Roswell incident of 47. We've got the egg-shaped craft received from Fort Polk, Louisiana in 53. We've got mm-hmm. the Hopkinsville attack of aliens in Kentucky in 55, in which the pilot <laughs> claimed he actually flew alien bodies to Maxwell Air Force Base. And that was actually where the term Little Green Men came from, came from was that of incident. Oh. Which is a little trivia fun fact. Um, people have also reported the build and testing programs of experimental aircraft, which use alien propulsion technologies, which we're going to actually get into because that is where element 115 comes into play. I have my notebook out. <laughs> <laughs> now, the fact that the U.S. government wouldn't even acknowledge the existence of this base until 2013. Right. Says volumes. Yeah. Of volumes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who wasn't, wasn't it like Obama or whatever, who was like, yeah, I, I remember it was a, um, like a story, like on fucking Yahoo news or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, guess what? Area 51's real guys. You're like, no fucking <laughs> duh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, is it, is it a uh, oh, April fool's day? Exactly. Like what the fuck Obama? Yeah. We know. We all know. Exactly. Those of us who are in the fucking know. We know. We know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I think that pressure was only due to the, all of this increased scrutiny and speculation around uh, uh, all of the increased reports and um, of all these aircrafts that were coming in and extraterrestrials being kept there. I mean, some more and more people were talking about it and saying, cor- corroborating other people's stories. Right. And so it just, it, I mean, that, that pressure, they finally had just go, look, we, we can't stop playing stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People actually know there's some well, shit going on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, many attribute the government's finally admitting the base existence was significant to be fueled by a startling interview in 1989 by a man with the name of Bob Lazar. Oh my God. I was just waiting for you to talk about my boy, Bob Lazar. I was just waiting. I fucking love Bob Lazar. He is the fucking truth teller, isn't he? So when you listen to him, if you listen to the reporters that have interviewed him, it is you you really are like why am i questioning this i mean yes some stuff he's i mean we're gonna oh god there's just so much but (laughs) but uh, let me give you a quick example oh please do okay so one example was in this interview he talks about this thing where he puts his hand on it and there's these pins and he, he was having a hard time describing what it is, but basically it was like an x-ray. He thought it was what it did was it x-rayed your bones and every bone was unique. And that's how they were like getting the into these facilities. Of your bones. Yes. Yeah. And so he, they would put it on it, this hand on this thing and it had these, um, if you're seeing on video, these spikes that would kind of come up through your fingers to position your fingers just exactly right. And everyone told him he was a 
loony bin right person like mm -hmm. you cuckoo boo boo that sounds yeah you cuckoo boo, -boo for <laughs> sure it, like it, like it sounds like it's coming out of some kind of like totally sci-fi sci you know 1950s fucking alien green men bullshit that doesn't exist they interviewed him uh, several years ago uh, oh. another reporter found pictures of that thing and she said bob is this what you were talking about he said, oh, my God, I never thought I would see this again. That is exactly it. Where he was putting his own hand. Where he was putting his hand on the thing. They actually had photographs. It was real. So was it like a biometric yes, screening? Yes, it was the beginning of biometrics. And that was like when, the 80s? Yes. The 1980s. He's saying, this was like before, do, do you it remember? Actually, late 70s. Oh, late 70s. Yeah, late 70s, early 80s. It was in that time frame. Okay, so remember like Men in Black, um, where Will Smith puts his hand on that like globe thing and it like burns his fingerprints off or yeah, whatever? Yeah, And I, I remember when I saw that, I was like, there's no way we could do anything like that. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I have a fucking smartwatch on right now, exactly. you know? like like And Roy's will like read your oxygen level and mine your blood too. pressure and your, all mm -hmm. of that Beep, uh, your EKG. Yes. It'll read. Yeah. Yeah. It'll read everything. It'll read like how, how well you're sleeping. Yeah. Your oxygen saturation levels. Like, please. What the fuck? And Bob Lazar is like, he was already, he's like, this is what this I, we is used real. to do. People are like, yeah, right. Fucking R whatever, weirdo. Bob. <laughs> yeah. Bob. And then they show him this thing and he's like, that's it. How did I he told get you a, bitches I wasn't lying. How did they get the picture? I don't recall. I don't recall how this reporter found the pictures. He was a good reporter. Okay, so wait, can we like rewind it? Yes. Who the fuck is Bob Lazar? So, if you if you don't yes, know, yes. If you don't know, yeah. Because so I I should have written a better bio on Bob, but <gasps> Bob was a scientist who yes. worked in Area Fifty One, and specifically, um, he worked in an area called S Four. Okay. Now, S4 is located about 15 miles southwest of what we know of as Area 51. It's all underground. There's five levels, all underground. Underground, huh? But it's like, it's good ways away from what we would say, Area 51. There's the runway. There's the plane, right? There's the hangars. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about 15 miles away from there. But call it S4. And he worked in there. He was a scientist. He'd worked in there with other scientists. And they had come up with some roadblocks. They'd hit some roadblocks on some things, and they were trying to find some smart people to help. Right. Little did Bob know what he was getting himself into. Yeah, because he was, like, well-known. Like, he would be fucking around with, like, um, uh design like he he made his own like uh um bicycle that like was propelled by rocket fuel and mm, shit like yes like this guy was like like a mad genius like a yes. mad scientist he wasn't necessarily like oh hey i'm like way learned from like i'm i'm like a um ivy league bro he's right. not like that he was like a tesla like i'm incredibly yes. intelligent able to think outside the box yes. just we thought differently than most people totally. which allowed him to come up with things so they they scouted him they They're scouted like, hey. him yep brought him in um <laughs> So among many of his shocking claims, he reports this, as the, he, this is where we learn about S4 in this okay. interview. 
He says he specifically He's calls out calls out S four S four where he was working because if you I don't know if you've heard this interview or seen this interview, it's very long and it's very detailed and he doesn't stumble over his words no anything anytime He's I've so ever articulate incredibly articulate and like honestly like uh, okay I'm love Bob Lazar, you know, love him. I'll say that. But fuck, can he be boring when he's oh, talking God, about you're, drawing yes, you're, out about, it's like, dude, give me a little bit of fucking excitement exactly. in this information. Totally. Like, but typical that's the way scientist. Typical scientist. Yes. Just very analytical. Totally. Yeah. That's exactly it. Um. Now he... This S4 has been corroborated by many people. So it's not just Bob talking about S4. Many, many people have talk, talked about S4. Um, he's very specific around the, the five levels um, in this place, and they contain the very most top secret things ever held. They are there. there we're talking ETs, live and dead. We're talking about spaceships. We're talking about Element 115, which we're going to talk about. Oh. That's where all the good shit is. This is in Nevada. Yes. Okay. I want to go. <laughs> oh, who don't? Well, but what are they going to do? Wipe your fucking mind? Is it still here in existence? It's still um, there? I'm sure. Okay. I I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you work at S4. <laughs> Give me a call. Hit us up. <laughs> call us up. Go onto our website, thebizarref.com. So he said he worked at S4 and he was directly involved in the reverse engineering of the spacecraft that I previously mentioned that was taken there. Oh, that yeah. That was kind of his jam. Right. Because he could make shit go, right? He yeah. put like rocket fuel on a fucking bicycle and like. Yeah. And this of the, course they'd go to him. Right. Reverse engineers. Tell us how this, what this is, how this works. Break it and Break show it and up. figure it out. Yep. Wow. Okay. Um, so these spaceships ostensibly use some sort of propulsion system that harness the power of gravity. This is how they worked. And they did it by somehow by manipulating gravity waves. And the key to this success was somehow directly related to the material that the spacecraft themselves were constructed of. So it's not like we know of today where you have some propulsion engine that you right. mix fuel and you exhaust and you create propulsion. Before, this had yeah. some direct translation with the material that the ship was made out of that somehow affected gravity. gravity? So it was directly in it was directly working with gravity. Yeah, this material was somehow working what? with gravity. It's gonna How do you it's find gonna that start out? to it's gonna start to make sense. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> like this is all over my head. <laughs> yeah, no, but you're gonna kinda go. Oh, in just a minute, even though it, I'm told science is dumbass, but when I start telling you about this, it's going it, to kind of click. Thank God I have a cocktail. Everything starts to make <laughs> Speaking sense. Speaking of, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, peeps. We're drinking a um, Mandarin. No. Yeah, Mandarin. Meyer, Meyer's lemon, lemon drop. Oh, my God. It's delicious. Meyer's lemons are Kevin so great. Made They're it. kind of like orangey and lemony. Oh, so good. Wow. Okay. So Bob stated that the fuel for these craft was, at some point in time, an undiscovered element known simply as element 115. <laughs> now, keep in mind, at the time of this interview, this is 1989, the periodic table of elements was a complete list. I mean, these were the all, all the elements known to man. The right. Elements, 
a table of elements that these were our elements. The periodic table, that's what we grew up with, right? right. Argon, boron, all that dumb bullshit you had to fucking memorize when you were a junior in high school. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Did not go to 115. No. No. He described in detail oh of what one of these alien craft was like inside, emphasizing that the chair that the pilot would sit in yeah. was way too small for an adult human. It was like a child's chair or something? Yeah, it's about that size. And if you look at <sighs> descriptions of the Ailey, the little green men. Yeah. Little, oh, they're little. Skinny little bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like toddler. Yes. They're like, they're like maybe like three-year-olds with like massive fucking heads. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That lines. That aligns. Yeah. Um, now, what I would consider the most absolute incredible claim was that aliens have been involved in human affairs for over 10,000 years and is directly related to how he knew about Element 115. Now, in the interview, Bob has his identity concealed, but he later comes forward and kind of spoke clearly. That's how we know it's Bob Lazar. But in this particular interview, he was all like, concealed right nobody was supposed to know who he was and when he asked why he broke his anonymity he stated it wasn't an effort to protect himself from the government who would no longer be able to silence him without encouraging unwanted interest in the goings-on in area 51 so it was about self-preservation oh so that's like that's like you okay hide in plain sight yep right yep if they so know now, by the way if i get murdered you guys fucking know because i was yes the whistleblower. Yep. So he was he was fearing for his life because they started finding out that he was like divulging yes. government secrets. Yes. Okay. One, that's super fucked up. Mm -hmm. Two, thank you, Bob, for doing the fucking Lord's work and telling the, <laughs> the fucking people mm -hmm. that, hey, we're not alone. Right. By the way, oh, yeah. Aliens have been interacting. Aliens are fucking real and they've been interacting for 10,000 years. 10,000. Okay, that is a question. How the fuck does he know that? Well, cuz he's just reverse engineering, right? No, cuz we're going to talk about J-Rod. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and keep and I'm also going to tell you there's a difference between ET and aliens. It's going to be very important in this discussion. Okay. But we'll we'll talk we'll about get that in just a it. second. Okay, okay. So Bob has taken all kinds of lie detector tests to support his claims. Um, they see no deception in his light detectors. Right. And of course people will say, well, anybody can pass. Well, no, not really, but okay. That aside, whatever. That's just, the more you read and learn about Bob and people, you really start, there's really validity in what he's talking about. He if you can see change. past the craziness that we don't understand, there's some, there's some validity here. I think that you're right. You're right about that. It seems really crazy. Yeah. And so people say, oh, crazy. This makes no fucking sense. Right. You're wrong. It's easy but like, to just go, you're making it up. This dude's been saying the same shit for 30 years. Identically. He hasn't changed no, anything. Nothing's changed. And again, I go back to that hand thing. And 20, 30 years later, he goes, oh, that's the thing I told you about 30 they years ago. They show him. They show, they show him, him the proof. picture. He had been talking about it. And he's like, like, look, like, it's almost like I would think I would be going fucking crazy. Uh-huh. Yes. Right? Exactly. Nobody's believing me. Then he finally sees it. He's like, there's vindication. But, like, at what fucking point? Like. Yep. 
like 30 years later, cool, now you know that I was telling the truth. Why didn't you fucking believe me? Sad, right? Super sad. So I mentioned he's not the only person to have made these apparent claims about 51. In 1996, on Sky TV, they produced a document, document, a Document. document a docu documentary <laughs> documentary thank you why can't i say that word <laughs> about area 51 and it was entitled dreamland dream with the fishes dream with the fishes <laughs> so in that production a 71 year old man claimed to be a former mechanical engineer at, at area 51 who who not only interacted with this alien technology but interacted directly with someone known only as J. Rod. His, oh my God. Now his I'm so freaked out. His job was to build a simulator for the U.S. pilots to train and fly a disc shaped craft under J. Rod's supervision. So he has to build it, and J. Rod is helping, is helping supervising him. this build. Well, J. Rod came from a ship. Oh, my God. He was actually, we're going to talk about this in a second. He was actually in one of the crashes with three, two or three, that was, this is where it was unclear, two or three other ETs. Okay. And he survived. He was the survivor, he the sole Jay survivor? He was a survivor. Okay. So, J-Rod is also the person that told Bab... About element 115. Wait, J-Rod knows both Bob and uh -huh, our 71-year-old? Because they, they were both working in, in S4. D does, what's the 71-year-old's name? Well, let's, we'll just call him 71-year-old. Yeah, we'll call him 71-year-old. So he and Bob know each other. They do. What? They were working in the same area. I Okay, 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 okay. So, oh, okay. so who is J-Rod? Who fucking is J-Rod? <laughs> Who the hell is J-Rod? And what kind of name is J-Rod? <laughs> We're not what, like, like, what, isn't it? Oh, A-Rod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not A-Rod. <laughs> J-Rod. He's, he's, he's A-Rod's uh, cousin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> J-Rod. All right. Now, so now all these claims made by Lazar are clearly, everyone's tagging them as absurd, as no one has ever heard of, had any knowledge of, or seen anything in our table around element 115 like stop making shit up bob right so we had discovered like i said us brilliant humans who know everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have discovered all the possible elements <laughs> we know everything we it's know already everything. been found out so god shut up bob <laughs> um so they were giving bob the Wow, you're crazy. You're crazy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Bob. Poor Bob, man. So in 2003, Bob got some vindication and increased credibility when this elusive element was actually synthesized by Russian scientists. They actually created element 115. What? And they dubbed them as uh, Mos Moscovium. Based on the city where it was oh, discovered. Oh, Moscow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then 12 years after that achievement, 
The discovery, the discovery of Element 115 was finally confirmed after numerous tests which verified its existence and temporarily they named it Unimpinium, which is uh, based on some Latin or Greek word for the atomic number 115. Unimpinium. Oh, we're not going to call it element 115 because no. Bob already came out exactly. and like he kind of ruined our fucking right, so it's party. <laughs> yeah, it's something totally different, like the same thing in Latin. So know. now, but the scientist's version of 115 just differs drastically from what Bob described, since according mm. to the reports, as the element decays in less than a second and therefore can't be used for anything i mean if right. an element decays in less than a second how can you fucking fly a ship with it right, right right so clearly it's different yeah but we're gonna go into a little science now so we can kind of prepare ourselves to f- understand element 115 a little bit get your thinking get caps your on nerdy thinking caps on. <laughs> okay so in case you forgot your high school chemistry there's a quick refresher an element's atomic number is the number of protons it contains in its nucleus. So the heaviest element in nature, in our in our nature, is uranium, which has 92 protons, element 92. But heavier elements, which have more protons in their nucleus, those can be created through nuclear fusion. Fusion. Yes. Okay. Now, the way you make new elements is by shooting a beam of an element at another element, and then you making them directly collide. Okay. Yes. All right. Now, in this case, the researchers used what they call americium, which is an unstable radioactive element, and they fired calcium atoms, which are much, much lighter, and they fired that at this americium, I think it's americium, for weeks, months, they're doing this forever. And most of the calcium atoms just bounced off. But every now and then, an atom would hit it just right so it would collide directly. And so instead of bouncing off, it literally collide and it stuck to this element. And when when that happened, you got this short-lived atom with more protons in its nucleus, which is the center of this new element, 115. Ah. Okay. So how did they know it created the new element if it only existed for less than a second? So they they look at what they call decay products. Okay. okay? And they look for these telltale signs of 115 when it disintegrates um, by what they call alpha particle emissions. Now, I don't expect anybody to remember all of this, but this is just to kind of help you understand how they're getting there. Okay. All right. And then when they see enough of those signals they can say with high probability that they've formed this new element. Now, it took years for researchers to work out these details about what they're now calling unimpinium. And it wasn't until 2018 that a Berkeley lab scientist figured out that the element's mass or the atomic weight, which is the total number of protons and neutrons in an atom, was 288. Now, 288, that is... Way heavy. Yeah, it's super like heavy. Like if the heaviest one we had is 92. Yeah. And this is 288. What? I mean, that's off the charts. Totally. Now, to nab that number, they repeated this process that the first discoveries used to pin down the element. So in doing so, they managed to produce roughly one atom of unimpinium a day. 
and that Adam was captured in an instrument they called Fiona. And if anyone cares, it's called <laughs> for the identification of nucleide A. That's what Fiona stands <laughs> for. I mean, it makes no sense to us. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Works for them. Um, so which to the untrained eye under a microscope looks like a little metal bank vault is what they call oh, it. Oh, like, so like a little bank vault. Now, it also shares a commonality to plutonium, which is being tested as a propulsion element like rocket fuel. Ah. Okay, so now we kind of a little bit more understand about 115. Mm -hmm. And knowing that we produce it, it lasts less than a second. Yes. And that its weight couldn't really be sustained. It's so unbelievably heavy. I think we can safely say... Element 115, of which they have samples of, yeah, could not possibly have been created on Earth. No, no. Not not using any of the technology that we know, right? right. Because we can't sustain it or, or hold on to it for long enough. That's right. Using the you using like what you're saying, like the the means that we're trying to create this out el these elements. That's right. It's not sustainable. Mm -mm. There's no way. So According to Bob, these crafts, uh -huh. these craft were made out of one single piece. There was no joints. There was no weld. So it's almost as if it One occurred, piece of material, like one piece of metal. It occurred, nat imagine occurring naturally in the world. Imagine having this huge boulder and you carve out of it. You carve a shape out of this boulder uh -huh. That and that's your ship. It just happens to be that this material is element 115. Almost like shaving cream or something. So it's as if to... this material occurs naturally yeah. on whatever planet. planet this is from. It's, it's, it's sustainable there. Maybe they have unbelievably heavy gravity. Maybe they have right. unbelievably no gravity. I mean, I don't, I'm not a scientist, so I can't tell you which it would be, but yeah. The conditions are right for this particular element. Right. And again, the fact that there is no welding points in these ships, like a zero none. Now, I suppose you could probably say well, a lot of times they weld metal here on Earth and you, can, you can't see a joint. But I think when you x-ray it and stuff, I think you can see those. You can tell that they've been joined. Mm -hmm. They did all of that. There was so no they joints. They x-rayed it. They, they did all the things that, that they typically do. Like, like okay. You're looking up like King Tut. Okay. King Tut is a mummy. How many, you know, they found out that he had a club foot and all this other stuff just by um, uh, putting it through an MRI machine. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's what they did with this to try to find out like, okay, where's the joints? Like, how did they weld it together? Maybe it's like a really fine weld. Maybe it's like, I don't know, fucking sewn or something. And it's right. just like really done well, Yeah, but there's nothing. So, I mean, is that is that Bob's guess that that well, it's something that that is more like carved from stone? Well, or? he had to. That was his deduction based okay. upon all he knows about yes. everything we just talked about. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how he he deduced that it it must have been a single piece. Unless there's some technology we're just unaware of. Right. Of course. But that was his deduction. Mm hmm. Um, Bob stated that the fuel rods were cut out of shapes of triangular discs about the size of a silver dollar. So, and I, 
if you look on the internet and you search for element 115, you'll see people that have tried to um, simulate what they think it would look like, you know, based on descriptions. And it looks like a little triangular silver dollar. What? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's very safe to handle. That was as it was the lowest level of alpha particle he had ever measured in anything. And he said there was some sort of a coating over it that was a copper color. Huh. So then the question becomes, well, so how did Bob know? I mean, what made him call it element Element 115? 115. Yeah. Like, how did he, like, how did this, I mean, how? He did, they already he have a vocabulary for it. Because he wasn't creating it at right. this point in time. When no one, because this wasn't until 2000s that we were able to actually do this. To, right? to actually do it. Yeah, right. but but it seems to me like they already had he, a vocabulary around it because, come on, he fucking talked to J-Rod. That's exactly how Is he found it? out about one Element 115 was J-Rod. J-Rod oh was telling God. him all about this stuff. What the fuck? So now, have you heard of J-Rod before? Okay, okay, so... I know a couple of things about J-Rod that I I knew that they had him, that he was very sick, Mm -hmm. right? While Mm -hmm. he was here. Mm -hmm. So he was in that, he, I don't know what the fuck he was. They, them, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the ET J-Rod was um, very sick and didn't uh, come out of the, the um, uh, crash unscathed. So, so they were, really hurt Mm -hmm. and um and the the way like i don't know what it is some kind whatever our um environment is Mm -hmm. we can't really feed him properly or sustain his Uh his body for a long period of time exactly so there did there were there did they had to make some accommodations to to sustain him and he they kept him in captivity for like 50 years shut up i only thought it was a couple of years no 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 what? Yes. Good long time. Shut up. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Right. We've had an alien living here for 50 fucking years. Yeah. No wonder why Bob knows all this shit from fucking right. good old J-Rod. Well, and he's not the only one, right? Because we heard about Mr. 71-year-old. Mm-hmm. So have you ever heard of a guy named Dr. Dan Burrish? No, I haven't. So he's a, a microbiologist. And um, he defines, he has some involvement, which I'm still trying to piece together how he's involved in all of okay. this. But I, I think he has a real, con- some, there's, there's some real connection between him and Bob. Okay. And this Dr. Danbury, she defines an ET as a real person, a person from the future with a genome similar to humans is what an ET is. A person from the future? Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, I have a question because what you just said makes me... (laughs) 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 Makes me really fucking freaked out, dude. Okay, okay, okay. So... They have the same genome as we do. Same genome. Well, the genome is similar, similar to humans. To humans from there's the future. E- there's an evolution happening. Exactly. Yes. So that's what we're supposed to be? 
Yes. That's what we're going to be? Yes. No. Uh-uh. That's what we're going to evolve to. No, no, dude. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. Well, you're not. I am so freaked <laughs> out about this. Well, it, it's going to. Okay. okay I, yeah, you can be freaked out. I am so scared. Don't be scared. So wait a second. E.T. is basically future humans. In a nutshell, yes. Yeah. And aliens being, they're from a completely different solar system with zero genome relation to the human race. Okay. That's what he defines the difference between ETs and aliens. So ETs are still from our same solar system. Same gen, yeah, same genome or similar genomes where as an alien would be like zero, it would be like um, on Star Trek, like you have some, like they, yes. you know, the blob that floats down the hall and talks yeah. to you. Hey, Bob, the floating blob. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he would be an alien. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <sighs> In, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, am I? Yes, you are. So in Kingman, <laughs> Arizona in 53, there was oh, a great. crash. Yeah. Three beings. Mm. Uh, two were taken to Los Alamos. One was taken to S4. Why would they Why would they split them up? Good question. Who knows? Because they're fucking assholes. Because they're idiots. And, and because the government does not talk to each other. So idiots. CIA is probably like, well, we get one. The FBI is like, well, I want one too. It's like, exactly. can't you guys just fucking talk to each other and stop being little bitches? Right, exactly. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you, you deserve that outburst. Um, at, J-Rod was the one taken to S4. Now, J-Rod is an alien. Uh, yes. Sorry, excuse me, an E.T. E. Mm-hmm. Future us. He is a humanoid. Now, according... To J Rod, he is from almost fifty three a thousand years in the future. Fifty three thousand years in the future. So imagine wow. evolution over fifty three thousand years yeah. could be pretty significant. Yes, absolutely. And he looks, and that's, and looks different again through physical evolution. Does he look like a little green man? He's, no, he looks like the gray man. Kind of looks like the. The gray, you know, the kind of triangular shaped eye with the big. With the, oh my god! Yeah, the big black bug eyes. Oh, that's freaked me out, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Okay, mm-hmm. that's our so. Feature. Um, so there's a guy named C. Ronald Gardner who has had a number of interviews and writings, countless papers on J. Rod. Um, and he has done extensive interviews with Dr. Bursch. Um. And so in short, J-Rod is an ET who was intentionally sent to Earth as sort of what they say is some sort of sacrificial lamb in order to work in conjunction with the humans to develop cures to ailments in both races. Now, he says that J-Rod actually had neuropathy disease himself, which is one of the reasons he was selected on this particular mission. He was ultimately... The prisoner that they took to S4. um, Poor dude. And was kept separate from not only his own beings, because they took him, you know, to the the other base. um, But he had very limited number of humans that he was to work with. He also had to breathe 5% more hydrogen than we have in our atmosphere. So they had to put him in a room that had 5% more hydrogen in order for him to breathe properly. Okay, so per Mr. Garner, J-Rod was 15 light years from planet Earth. That's where 
his civilization lived. Okay. 15 light years so from planet not Earth. So not on Earth. Not on Earth. Thank right. God. Okay, that's not on So his real name was... I, it's hard to hear, understand this interview. It's almost like Kal-El. And I'm like, Kal-El? It's like Kal-El. Superman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kal-El. Yeah, but it was something similar to that. And that makes me wonder... When the whoever wrote Superman, I wonder if that's how they got his name. Oh my gosh, what if J Rod's like, hey, by the way, here's like my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Don't wondering if the great. writer knew about this somehow. And you never know. Well, I mean, okay, so here's the question: He was specifically sent on onto planet Earth, yes. to help with whatever kind of disease, medical, yeah, medical stuff. Uh huh. How how long had he been here, right? Like how many people had he, he crashed? Had, oh, he had crashed straight away. Yes. They oh, caught him bummer. right after he crashed. Okay, so he yes. hadn't been here before that. He was just Not coming. Not to my in. knowledge. Okay. Um, and what kind of medical stuff was he supposed to be helping with? Well, so he had that ailment, that neuropathy. Yeah. Um, and so they, I I didn't hear in this interview specifically what he was supposed to do on, but it was just to kind of help in some sort of a re- of research for medical ailments in general. That's what I know. Huh. Um, so in 1953, the military unit, uh, the military has a unit and they call this military unit Sigma unit. Now the, the purpose of the Sigma unit is they're, they're nothing but linguists and psychologists, okay. the Sigma unit. And so their responsibility is to communicate with um oh, yeah, aliens it's like yeah. lieutenant lahura <laughs> yeah yeah right uh-huh. so she's the one that's kind of translator between everybody and she understands language well enough to kind of help figure what they're saying yeah so that's the point of sigma unit um and so the sigma unit asks at the time they didn't or i'm saying j-rod we didn't know who he was at the right. time they're asking him where is he from and they say that he points to the 10th letter on the keyboard, which was a J and this Egyptian symbol that looks like a bar or a rod, which actually represents the number five. And so through all this translation and such, they determine his home base is um, Zetariculi, which is 15 light years from earth. They figured that's, they figured out that's where he's, he's from. And so hence his name becomes J rod. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Now this location, by the way, it's corroborated in another event. And I don't know if you've heard of the, Betty uh, and Barney Hill incident. Have you heard of that? Fuck yeah, I have. If you're listening right now, you definitely have to. And if you haven't, we will be talking <laughs> about it. It's on the list. When they put her under hypnosis, mm-hmm. th- th- I don't know exactly how it worked, but she directed them, th- I think it's through a model or something, to Zetariculi. She she said that's where the event that's took, where it was taken. Yeah, taken. What? Yeah, and fuck. Yeah, so it, there was a. So this is not the first fucking time that. Right. Exactly. When did they? What year did they catch? Uh, not catch. Well, I guess kind of. J Rod. Poor J Rod. <laughs> poor boy. I know. Um, in nineteen fifty. Wait, I said it before. Yeah, in Kingman. Where's my notes? I think it was 54. Yes, yes uh, in Kingman. Uh, 50. Damn it. I hate when I do Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. 53. 53, okay. Okay, gotcha. Okay. All right. 
Oh my God, he just died in 2013 or 20, 2003, huh? Yeah, I think so. Wow, okay. Um, so that connection, so that's one of the things. So it's that kind of stuff where you're like, bullshit, no one's making this shit up. No, no, it's too many, like. There's too many connections. Yes. Too many people saying the same thing the repeatedly. Same shit, yes. And it's like, as we said, it's easy to go bullshit. Right. Oh, so easy. So yeah. easy to say bullshit. Mm -hmm. But you just got to keep an open mind. Like we say at the top of the show, every single episode, because things. There are patterns. Uh, yeah. You can't like, you can say like, okay, that's just like a random weather pattern or whatever. Like, that's fine. But like, if people are saying the same stuff and they've been saying it for years and years, like maybe there is something to it. Yeah, right. Right. Like maybe this area is a place where there is fucking life, mm -hmm. you know, that yes. we know of. Yes. And, you know, just the fact that like, you know, Betty and Barney Hill, Betty Hill had come out and, you know, had talked about it under hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And then we have a fucking straight up, alien in our fucking mists that says oh yeah this is exactly where i'm i'm from uh -huh. through like through this by the way that's, that was one thing i was going to ask about like so you said that this translation like mm -hmm. these folks were able to like establish communication with him yeah did they learn his language I think or I, I never got in i never really got any answers to that that i felt Pla or not plausible that I felt comfortable Sharing. going yeah. for sure. Right. This is what happened. Right. But they were able but to communicate. I feel somewhere. like I, what I gather is that like with anything, if you go lived in Japan for 10 years, you're going to learn how to speak J Japanese. For sure. Yeah. Right? So I, I feel like it's the same concept. Yeah. I think I, I feel like it was a spoken language. What though. occurred. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Here's a question I have for you in re like for I don't know, conspiracy, but if we had element 115 in its stable form, we know that it is a power source. It could be infinite. I don't don't know. Right. I don't know if it ever runs out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. That would change the fucking world. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Un change the world. Yeah. I mean, energy right now is the- We currently have access to it, right? Not like like we can create it, but like if yeah, these aliens had it- Yeah. We have I mean, it. we have the ship, right? Yeah. I don't know if you could- Yeah. I don't know what I don't know, but- Energy is the weak link in, in, in our world because technology grows and grows and grows at, oh, yeah. at a pace that we can't even keep up with. And energy is always the thing that tries to keep up. Yes. Right? Yeah, that's true. So if you had... Um, yeah. That somehow <laughs> can manipulate gravity, make shit fly mm -hmm. without fuel. Right. It would change the world. It would totally change the world. It would change the world, yes. But there are a lot of people who would lose out on that change. So the question becomes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do we have it? 
if you're asking me, uh-huh. the conspiracy theorist in uh-huh. me says, fuck yeah, of course we do. My XL bill just fucking went out up by double. Right? Yeah. My, our, our power in uh, Colorado is XL. You're going to shit yourself. Mine was $600. Oh, ours was 400 Yeah. That is bullshit. Who can live like that? During like... Oh, people are just wearing more than one layer inside their house. Like we're, we're in 2023 right now. And it's like, well, fuck, like we're wearing more than one uh, layer of clothing yeah. because these, you know, base, these monopolies, um, utility monopolies can kind of just say whatever the fuck numbers they want to say and charge us. And what would happen if when, when <clears throat> element 115 or some fusion energy control that we can control creates some infinite power mm-hmm. then what they do they be effed they'd be screwed yeah they'd be screwed and they'd say oh well we need to redo our infrastructure the whole infrastructure it's like no we fucking don't mm-hmm. you're just greedy motherfuckers mm-hmm. and there's no reason for you to have this much money no it's i mean if you're asking me specifically mm-hmm. oh, it would not surprise me if we do have access to cleaner cheaper right ways of Especially if we've been helped, sorry, especially if the government has Mm -hmm. had interaction with people that have, or ETs that have this knowledge. Right. I mean, you can't tell me, one, how much has technology just fucking jumped? God, I know. Since the 1950s. Let's just talk about the 1950s. You remember how, like, you'd see pictures of calculators, like basic computer systems. They were rooms. They were rooms of like, of, um, of, uh, what are those called? Like vacuum fucking. Yeah. The vacuum tubes, tubes and, and shit. Yeah, the tapes and tapes the- like so huge. Yeah. Now what? Like I have a, yeah. I have a, we have phones yeah, that, that, that are a thing. huge computer. I have a fucking watch does the same thing. Like, yeah, you have a, yeah. That little thing on your wrist. Yeah. I can talk to it. I it, it can follow me like on my hikes and knows exactly how how high I go. I mean, Big Brother, but whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, the fact that within you know what seventy years we've moved so quickly, like mm-hmm. as far as our technology has gone. I don't call me crazy. I don't fucking care. But like, I don't think that is a coincidence. Mm-hmm. We've had extraterrestrial extraterrestrial um right. thank you dan uh <laughs> right. dan bursch yeah um <clears throat> had extraterrestrials who have said hey here's here's how we but it's like the thing that's infuriating to me is rather than helping humanity which right like the star trek fucking alum i am mm-hmm. i want to see that we are helping humanity move forward I that doesn't some, that doesn't create profits. It doesn't create profits. It doesn't create a you know good marketing strategy or dumb people, right? Like so, you know, how can you control people by having a stupid and, you know, pretty vegetative population, like mm-hmm. people who are just so set in their own ways. You don't give them the ability to not work anymore and like pursue knowledge or like, you know, not have to pay a shitload for fucking energy that Mm. there's no reason for us to pay that fucking much. Right. Like the conspiracy is (laughs) what's the bigger conspiracy 
that there was a fucking alien <laughs> who came onto this, you know, earth and told us like all this technology or that the government is fucking holding all of that technology back to keep us in the fucking stone age. Right. I mean, right. the fact that we're getting fucked by the man, like not cool. <laughs> right. We didn't ask. It was not consensual. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> it did not consent. Not, yeah, we did not consent in that, <laughs> you know, not okay. Right. I, I, I think that it's really interesting that I, I totally believe in short, <laughs> that was not a short answer, but I believe we do have access to fucking element 115. There's no reason for, for the government or for anyone to, um, to actually make it available worldwide. You know, what would make it available a fucking uh, E.T. or not E.T., an alien race comes over and tries taking over our fucking planet. Uh-huh. That's yeah. the only way things would actually change. Totally. Mm-hmm. Of course. It only only by threat. So did you, have you, did you hear what happened in December? So you know that we had... Um, of 2022? Uh-huh, 2022. So you know the atomic bomb is a fusion, but mm-hmm. it's uncontrolled. Yes. They actually controlled... It. Yes. Milliseconds, but they did. Yes. And created more energy that they in, that they input. Yes. So more energy was created than they, than the, than what they used, which is has never been the case. Right. It normally takes massive amounts of energy. This was the first time they got more out. They had more out, which is why yes. you know nuclear power isn't necessarily a thing. Right. And things aside from Springfield, right? So this fusion is exciting. Super fucking exciting. Do you the think machine that makes it is yeah. the size of a stadium? Right. <laughs> Wait, it wasn't it done? Um, and it's like that big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like all of this fucking output. It's yeah. so insane. Oh my God. And I only mention that because. I don't know why I mentioned it because, because perhaps it's tied. Yeah. Maybe in some way these things have contributed to getting there or I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's time to fucking pull back the curtain. I totally agree. Well, I mean, technically like we are starting, you know, I'm not, on the side of anyone i'm on the side of humanity mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but um you know the government is saying hey look we know there's something we can't explain out there if you have been a pilot and you've seen something fucking weird talk to us we want to hear the stories mm-hmm. we don't know what it is yeah we can't is it little green men we don't know we're not saying we know but we definitely don't know everything right I think that's a move in the right direction. I think that oftentimes we downplay um, humanity and say that that humans can't take knowledge um, beyond like what is being like doled to us, like little baby birds or right, whatever. Right. It's I, I don't think that that's true. I don't either. Um, but I think that there's a definite control of the narrative. Clearly by, by whomever's powerful to try to hold on to that power or to that control. Because when you let the, when you 
pull back the curtain. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You don't. There's no. You don't. You don't, but you can't, I, you just can't move forward. I mean, you keep everything in secret like that and it's. You get to you, choose when it moves forward. You get to, yeah, you control, like you said, the narrative. Yeah. They're controlling the narrative. Um, so that, that's my story. <laughs> There's so many questions I have. Oh my God. It just opens the doors <laughs> to so much. I mean, I could feel like I could talk about J-Rod all day long. I mean, I think that's fast. That's fascinating. Yeah. That I mean, being is fascinating. That being is fascinating. The fact that I know so fucking little, so little, we had 50 years and I'm assuming he's communicating throughout all of those 50 years. Totally. So why no. don't we know more? Exactly. Where are Who the medical changes? What Where's... is that information? What, what, yeah. what, what, <laughs> what was that 50 years? Why has cancer not been cured? <laughs> why do we still have diseases? Why did fucking COVID come? Uh-huh. Maybe that's part of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, seriously. <laughs> J- I mean, fuck dude. That is like so fascinating. Yeah. So Ugh, yeah, J-Rod. this whole traveling so the, yeah, this race is they they they're 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 time travelers. So, so they're a time traveling race. Yeah. Did I mean who knows? Who knows? I I don't know why. I don't know they're in game. I don't know. Are I, they like the Watchers? So like they're time travelers and they're trying to help, you know, existence in this universe. If they if they're time travelers, then they know. They know the path of. The past. So, would you like to invite them to our podcast? Hmm. J Rod and the Time Travelers. So hmm. long as you guys, only if you have good intentions. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can totally be sitting next to us. Sit right here. You don't have to like um, to be shown if you don't want to. We can try to find an oxygen tent where you're only in hydrogen or whatever. I will totally make whatever. <laughs> Whatever's I mean, needed. if there's something that can happen, we can ha- it can happen. I'll make it happen. But friends of J-Rod, we're here. Totally. Yeah. Oh, if, if you're listening to this transmission. Can we be friends of J-Rod? That should be a new hashtag. Hashtag <laughs> friends, friends of, of J-Rod. J-Rod. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> awesome. That would be awesome. Put that on our little, um, on, when you tweet about this episode. Oh, put, yeah, put, yeah, do, yeah. It's there. Friends of J-Rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks for listening. And um, Gosh, thank you for that. Like I said, we could go on for years and years and we might, you know, we might bring this back up again if we get some Definitely. juice. Or, if you guys have any juice, fucking send it to us. Or maybe Friends of J-Rod wants to join. We'll, yes. We'll totally do it. Send us an email, info at thebizarreaf.com. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Or leave us a voicemail. You can go to anchorf.fm, um, search for The Bizarre AF and leave us a voicemail on our website. Yes. Wow. Leave us a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. Let's hear your your sultry voices. (laughs) Cool. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.